This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a special edition of the Creators Outlet. Uh, our guest today is the interior artist on Rogue, the American Dream. Now funding on Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and Fund My Comic. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Hello, person in the late time zone. Hello, I'm the person in the late time zone. Ah, I'm, uh, yeah, it's actually late. Kiddikas is the name. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, he's all the way in Norway. It could, uh, could no, 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 no. I'm not in no. I'm not oh, in Norway. Not Norway. Oh, okay. <laughs> I honestly, I wish I would be. I really, really like Norway. 
no, uh, no I'm in I'm in Austria. Wow, I think you are the furthest person I've talked to on a live stream. First time Poss for everything. Possibly. Uh, I have another regular that's uh, out of the Netherlands. Hmm. Who's on all the time, who does an all-ages book. And uh, You're starting to making me want to go travel. No, nah, you don't want to do that. Oh, I do want to do that. You, you I've been I've been to Norway two years ago, and I want to go skiing there. It's awesome. I ha I have not been out of the country. Out of the U.S. You mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't been out of the U.S. Ah, um, uh, you, you see, uh, I mean, I'm I'm still relatively young, so I'm uh, starting to taste. I'm starting to taste the blood, so to speak. Oh yeah, uh, of why people travel around all the time, and uh, also with me, it's like uh, I'm I'm an artist most of the time, so I'm stuck in my room and in my district for everything I do. So I, I want to get out as much as possible. Do some exploring. Exactly. And whenever that happens, even if it is for work, because sometimes I go, sorry about that. Sometimes I go outside the country for work. Um, when people hire me to do production event stuff, things like that. Uh, and that's always, it's 14 hours a day for a whole week straight, but it's vacation to me because I'm not home. It's You're great. out of your room and Still tired, but yeah, but you know the fatigue always uh, catches up only at the end. Like, d during the process, it's like ah, I don't have time to be tired. Let's go. Yeah, you get you get on kind of like a rush and an emotional high, and you just keep going. Yes, exactly. Also because uh, you have that thought in the back of your mind: everything you do gets paid. <laughs> yeah, that's always nice. Yeah, so I think that that's that's uh, that's a pretty. I'm striking a pretty decent balance right now with my art stuff and my event stuff. So it's coming yeah. along. I used to be a, a nightclub DJ. Ooh, uh, I did that for like thirty years. I wanted to be a DJ on the radio since I was like eight or nine years old, and then I found out that I would have to work for free for a radio station as an intern while I was in school oh, that's such uh, a and wouldn't be, I go, no, I go, I'd rather flip burgers at a fast food joint and get paid something. Yes, than, exactly. And do that. And then I found out, I go, all I had to do was start telling people I was a DJ and they're like, it's not like you're saying you're a neurosurgeon. It's like, we'll take your word for it. And, uh, the DJ booth that way you get your own music. Yeah. Got everything. Okay. Yeah. Have at it. Okay. Yeah, I can confirm that. I know a few DJs, and with them, it was exactly the same. They worked something. One of them was an Uber driver that uh, someone else I know who hosts events like that just met on a drive home. So he was driving him, and they just he just told him, yeah, I'm a DJ. So they exchanged contact information, and two years later, he gets booked constantly by him. It's crazy. Oh, that's always good. And if you're a DJ that's also an Uber driver, 
You could just put. I mean, your he, he was. In your, in your vehicle. I don't. I don't know if he still does that, but uh, you, you could just log on right after you're finished working. You know, go get a go get you know grab a bite to eat quick and and some you know a coffee or something, and then you can just work for like the next few hours driving people probably home from the club that you just finished working at. Oh my god, that's actually I I don't know how how exhaustive it is to be a DJ, but that's not a bad idea actually. It's it's more mental exhaustion than it is physical exhaustion. Uh, Probably so, song requests from a bunch of people. It's usually like, "Can you play this?" Well, I'll see if I can get around to it. But can you play it right now? Because I'm leaving in like ten minutes. I'm like, <laughs> no. You can just put that on a CD and listen to it in your car, or you know, log into your iTunes and and listen to it. But yeah, your speakers it's, it's, are louder. Not my problem. And no, I cannot charge your iPhone. Yeah, it's like it's it's the same here. People come and make requests, and the the best reaction is to sh to just say uh, yes, and then put. Them, I like to argue. Wish, wish them away. <laughs> you like to argue. I I understand that. But, I am uh, I'm reading internet trolls, so. <laughs> I understand that. Now with me, it's, uh, I'm depending on the situation, relatively short-tempered. So when I'm on the job, IRL, I tend to not argue with people. At least I tend to not start a conflict. If they start the conflict first, then I'm all in. I don't really start a conflict. Is I I joke around with somebody. But it's in a very sarcastic way, but most of them don't realize I'm being sarcastic. <clears throat> so it's kind of like, did you just make fun of that person? Yeah. Why? <laughs> did they know? No clue. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's sometimes okay, even good. better, isn't it? Yeah. So tell us how you got into art when you when you first started drawing. If you've had any. Uh, professional training in the field okay that's uh okay it's not a long story but it's also not a short one i i do not have any professional training in the field yet um i started drawing sometime in in middle school i think it was uh fourth grade of middle school which is the eighth grade in total so i was uh, 12 back then uh and i drew all the way till I finished high school. Just, you know, class was boring. So during class, I would just draw stuff on paper. Um, and then I stopped. I stopped after high school. Um, I studied theater and I worked at the theater for a while. Uh, and that w then COVID happened. And I couldn't work at the theater anymore because everything closed. Uh, and then I just did random jobs to, you know, earn money, get paid, pay the bills, all of that. Uh, and then I had a, let's say, quarter life crisis, which uh, led me to picking up drawing again because it was had a, it was soothing to me to just, I just sat down for three days straight. I did nothing else, finished a piece that I had been working on for maybe a year at that point. Um, yeah, that was the moment where I picked it up again. 
And ever since then, I just uh, drew every day, basically. Half a year later, I started to share stuff online. Um, another half a year later, the thought came to me, hmm, maybe I could pursue this as a professional career. And then another year later, I got contacted by Dave, who is the writer of Rogue. And the rest, you know. <laughs> I've been working on nothing but this comic ever since then. Okay, that's not true. I've done a few other single pieces, but that was the main thing. Um, and yeah, it, it just happened, basically. And one day I woke up and thought, hmm, technically I'm a comic book artist right now. Wait, that wasn't supposed to happen in, within the next two years or so. That was like, that was the end game for me. My end game was always to draw a comic book and now I've been drawing for two and a half years and I'm already, I've already finished one, basically. The universe has a You're weird sense of humor. Then, huh? <laughs> oh God, I <laughs> wish that was true. No, no, oh. it's, it's, it just started like the, the best things are yet to come. Oh yeah. So let's, so, I'm going to pop up the first of three platforms that the book is on. So the book is Rogue, The American Dream, written by uh, David Tomasi, art done yes. by you, covers art. galore, done by every artist that he could get to draw for him. <laughs> Basically, yes. It's it's so many that I, I don't, don't even remember who it was. I remember a few names, but I'm also terrible with names. So I know uh, on the morning roast this morning, he was like, I might have gone a little overboard on the covers. <laughs> he might. Because I didn't but say it's... no to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, but on the plus side, we do have a bunch of uh, varied and colorful pieces to choose from. Yes. Uh, there's cosplay covers. Uh, there's a really cool black and white uh Tim Vigil cover, the creator of Faust back in the 90s. Yeah, that is, it's actually really crazy to think that uh, Tim Vigil drew a character that I designed. Wow. Which is, that's, which is like really cool. Yeah, that's, that's something. Like, that's I, I know his brother, Joe, who, who is also an artist and, and does stuff. Uh, all Joe really posts on social media are spicy pictures of really hot girls in like their twenties. <laughs> but let's take a look at the trailer. Uh, I told him that this book uh, seemed a little too real in the current political uh, poisonous state that we live in over here in the States. <laughs> It's like, uh, wait, that's happening now. <laughs> that's what they want to do. I'm like, oh, I don't know if this book's going to trigger me. I go, oh, wait, I'm, I'm old. Stuff doesn't trigger me. I just slap people when I get angry. That's all. Uh, luckily, I'm in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a look at the trailer, and then we'll go on from there and take a look at the, uh, the goals. Because there's a different goal on every platform. 
Welcome to the New American Order. Please be advised of the following. No freedom of religion. No bread or processed meat. No smoking or alcohol usage. All civilians over 16 years of age must work a minimum of 40 hours per week. Anyone in violation of the new American policies will be deported or executed. Thank you and enjoy your stay. Sugar, your rules are starting to piss me off. That is one rad trailer. <laughs> uh, it's so nice to see these things actually coming together. I mean, I don't like all those rules. <laughs> uh, who would? There's, there's crazy people trying to get us to, to eat bugs for protein instead of meat. And I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> no, no, thanks. Like, I can get behind beans, but uh, no bugs. Yeah, I like I like like hot dogs and beans, or you know, Ooh. yeah, sure. Why not? Why, why not both beans with my with my breakfast? Like if I have a a big like you know, eggs and flapjacks and stuff, maybe have like a little a little side of beans in there too. Now this is the main cover, which is uh, an Akira homage cover. Akira is still my favorite anime film. Ooh. Running a close second then, to Ninja Scroll, but yeah, then I then I picked a good reference. Yes, I'm yeah, like, basically he he wanted all, for all of his covers he wanted uh, he wanted them to be reference covers, and for the main one I wanted to choose the reference. And since I'm I'm an anime guy, yeah, I, I chose Akira. <laughs> because... yeah. uh, I have a 15 year old daughter that's an artist too who won't allow me to show any of her art, uh, but she is amazingly good. She didn't get it from me. I know she didn't get it from her mother, um, but she got me hooked into, cause I'm a story guy. I mean, sure. I like stuff that has like awesome, you know, really good art or, you know, like Alex Ross and, you know, art germ style, style art. You know, uh, one of my favorite artists is uh, JML, the creator of Dawn. And, uh, you know, I like that art, too. But if the story sucks, I'm not going to like the book and I'm not going to buy anything after the issue that I just bought. So she got me hooked on uh, My Hero Academia. That rings a bell, yes. I watched... I've watched up to four seasons. Matter of fact, the, the last season I just finished watching, I basically watched in a 24-hour period. It's like 45 episodes. <laughs> really, it's not that much. Uh, that's one of the that's one of the shows that I still haven't gotten around to watch yet. But I do know it. It's on the list. It's but the you list. you know how it is with you know how it is with time. It's uh, it's a bit of a 
and and having none. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, but it's re really nice to hear that. Uh, so we have uh, Scarlet, aka Rogue, who was given her name for her rebellious attitude. That is correct. Well, I think her bad attitude might have come from the red hair. You know, maybe that that was the first uh, key characteristic that Dave gave me: red hair. Oh, okay, well, I, know, I can work with that. As a ginger myself, I tend to have a piss poor attitude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm very glad that he gave me that direction because from that point I knew okay, red is my key color gonna work from there because <laughs> sometimes figuring out color is like with all all the side characters even though the book is in black and white i did colors for almost all of them because uh, i wanted to and because maybe they would appear on the cover like this one for example i figured the, uh this character that's the that's the president of the new american order the villain of the book or one of the villains of the book and I designed her, I think I had seven different designs for that character, uh, but the color palette stayed the same always because they've kept making changes to the design and I always told them, all right, we can do that, but I'm keeping the color palette because I like it and it's a good color palette. But it was hard figuring that out because I'm not good with colors actually. <laughs> like the one reason I was able to do it is because my software has a uh, has a color complementary tool, which makes things a whole lot easier. And when Catherine it comes Vanderbilt uh, yes. reminds me of one of the one of the villainous people from uh, oh the uh, the movie that I can't think of, but I can think of the subtitle of uh, Mockingbird there. Oh, um, the one with, I know what you mean. Uh, shit, I forgot the name. I haven't seen any of those movies, <laughs> but I do know which ones you mean. I've watched them all, but. <laughs> uh, I guess that speaks to their quality. <laughs> Not really. I get bored very easily. Um... Yeah, but I mean. Uh, from what I gathered, uh, the villains in that movie is also basically like the rich establishment type. Yes. Like the pure decadence and all of that. And that was basically the idea behind that character too. So, uh, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm so glad that he wanted to give her uh, a big coat because that also made things a lot easier because she would always have that big coat around her neck. So if I would have a not as uh, or a panel where she would be in the background, for example, I would just like, okay, I'm just going to hide her arms. Like in, in the coat, I'm not going to bother drawing that because sometimes there's a lot of detail on the suit and uh, time, again, is the yeah. main thing. So sometimes you have to make compromises and my compromise was ah she has that big fancy coat over her shoulders you're we're not going to see the arms in this panel
And because I don't know the actual name of the movie and it's bugging the hell out of me, um, it's just giving me links to uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, a classic old movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is a classic, yeah. Mockingbird. It's it's the one with uh, with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, some, something something with tributes. Yes. I think. I mean. I think the basic idea is. I mean, not the same, but pretty similar. That, uh, like this post-apocalyptic. Uh, post-America scenario where the, where the populace is split apart in rich and poor and that split is getting bigger and bigger similar to how it is in real life. So just this idea. The so Hunger Games. Extremes. Yes, that one. I'm like... The, the Hunger the Games. Girl? Yeah. <laughs> She's very hot and extremely insane in real life. <laughs> I I don't follow celebrities, so I, I don't I, know. But I, try, I do believe I, I do believe you. Um, yeah, because she was in she was in uh, some of the X Men movies too. Oh yeah, right. She played Mystique there. Yeah, in First Class. Yeah, uh, those were some good movies. Okay, First Class and Days of Future Past War. <laughs> Half of yeah. them were good. They're, they're, they're crappy Days of Future Past uh, take on it, but yeah. So... Uh, I haven't I haven't uh, read the comic, so uh, I wouldn't know. Damn. Have you ever read any comics? Of course I have. Okay. So I, I have to ask. Well, some places, comics are really difficult to come by. Okay. Or there's only uh, like not... limited versions of them. Okay. Uh, well, it, it used to be, back when I was way younger, it used to be hard. We had like one comic store, and that wasn't even directly uh, where I live. It was in the, it was at the place next to, to Vienna. There's a, there's a big shopping center there, and they had a little comic book store, and that was the only source that we had back in the day. Um, but it 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 got uh, it got progressively more. I I got I read progressively more comics the older I got, especially when I started drawing myself. Uh, I would just buy comic books based on on the art. Mm -hmm. um, so, for example, I bought a bunch of Superman comics, just uh, what based on what was on the cover. Um, I never disliked Superman, uh, and I actually gotten around liking the character because I bought those comic books. So I'm quite thankful for that. But for a uh, plebeian like I was back in the day, and regarding Western comics, I still am a plebeian. But um, it was just a nice experience to find new stories just by the process of picking out books based on what was on the cover. I mean, sometimes I think you do that as a kid, actually. Just yeah. what looks cool? Oh, this looks cool. Is it cool? Yes. Buy the next thing. When when I was when I was real young, uh, 
I would buy what looked like if a cover like really caught my eye, I'd grab it. And then I learned that I needed to flip through it first because a lot of times, because I'm like twice your age, uh, in the 70s, yes, the 1970s, uh, <laughs> they would do like a really cool cover, but nothing on the cover actually took place in the book. Ooh, that's mean. It's like, here's a neat image, and you buy it and you read it. That character wasn't even in the book. What the Wait, heck? like there were characters on the cover that were not in the book? Yes. That That is... That is not cool. It's like you expect something similar to the scene on the cover to yeah, take place thought... in the in the book. Like it would be like, like a, basically like them zooming in, and we want this on the cover, and boom, and it's like okay. I, I always thought it was the case when I see these old comic book covers of like, for example, a scene from. I always assumed that was just a scene from the book drawn in a more dramatic fashion to hook people. Okay. Sometimes it was. Other times, it just never happened. That is really I mean, weird. Like I've never Maybe. read. I've never read this particular book, but we had a couple local big conventions out here that earlier this month, like in the first two weeks, and uh, good friend of mine picked up a very old issue of Superboy, where. He got in trouble for something. And he is over Pa Kent's knee getting a spanking. Except on the first whack of the hairbrush, uh, it broke in Pa Kent's hand. That's the cover. <laughs> I'm like, nowadays, that would be like considered a spicy cover. Because uh, it would probably it would probably be Wonder Woman over Superman's lap, uh, but you know. So, what are some kind of uh, comics that are popular in Vienna? Um, I think he it's uh, similar to how the US is right now that Western comic books are falling off and manga is taking over. Yes. Yeah. Manga, when, manga, well, manga takes over everywhere uh, because it'll cost you like it'll cost you about six or seven dollars to buy a regular like floppy edition of like you know like a Batman or a Thor comic. Really, but, that much? Yeah. Well, because they put all special they put special covers on them, and uh, then, you, okay. then you have to choose whether you want the the normal cover like the cheaper version of the cover or if you want like, oh, okay. the, car, the card stock cover. So it's like a heavier stock on the cover. And, and those are like, some of those are like seven, eight bucks. Okay. Now it's, it's been a while since I've been to a comic book store, but uh, I don't, I think we do not even have that option here. It's just, you have an issue and it's just the one issue there and you pay whatever is charged for it. Yeah. And, uh, but, or, you know, or here, you also have the choice of manga uh, that'll get you, like, 100 pages for 10 bucks. Basically, yeah. You know, so are you going to pay three quarters of that 
to get like a 20 page comic or 22 page comic or are you going to try out like a new manga see if you like it for like 10 bucks mm. yeah I, I think it's also i know that's an issue with me um i remember back when i was reading more western comics mainly mainly superman and batman that uh, every second issue or so there would be would be something happening and characters would reference something that was happening in another series yep and then there would be a little message on the on the, on the bottom of the page it's like if you want to know what happens buy uh wonder woman issue so and so and like no i i don't want to i just want to read one story and that that's why i like these uh single single story like the graphic novel types uh for example uh batman white knight was something that i really enjoyed reading that came out a few years ago that was a really great story um, i'm st i'm still buying that book because i'm discovering uh in in some auctions that they have variant covers that i really like and didn't know existed and and uh, some of the one some of the ones that uh, a guy i buy off of on a regular basis um he he bought like a collection off a guy that would like take stacks of books to like local cons and get them signed by either the artist or the writer or somebody you know maybe the inker or something so like oh, every every nice. like third or fourth book i buy off of him <laughs> or one of my other regular buyers is uh is autographed wow that is really cool like i got um i must have got like 30 or 40 copies for like a buck a piece of the old valiant books from the 90s all signed holy shit so i'm like that is that is quite something i'm like cool i'll take it i would take that too but uh to get back to the question um yeah manga is definitely more popular here when whenever you walk into a store like at least two-thirds of the whole section is is manga the rest is western comic books and or merchandising so it's 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 getting smaller um especially because uh i think comic books especially marvel marvel ones experienced a big boom with all the mcu stuff going on in the past decade but that's dying down right now so because yeah, the mcu is dying because it's they're exactly, putting out but, they're putting out terrible stuff so exactly and uh, you don't have things happening anymore like i remember i was one of the guys who didn't know who guardians of the galaxy were before the movie came out but then the movie came out i watched it and i bought some guardians of the galaxy books because i liked that movie and that's just not happening anymore but with uh with anime and manga like it's so i think manga is way easier to uh read online than western comic books are yeah and so you, you, can, you can just you know search search for scans of chainsaw man or something and then you can just exactly read the, you can just read the scans for free exactly but if if you are a nice person then you then you read the scans and you actually want to support a product when you like it and then you go and buy the volumes 
Yeah, if it's something, if I read something online that I like, I'll go and buy the physicals. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still waiting for, for One Piece to finish so that there will be a collection where everything is condensed in like ten books and not over one hundred, so that I can finally pay money for that thing. Oh yeah, uh, especially with okay. manga. The omnibus is a wonderful thing. The what? Uh, we call them an I didn't om catch that. The omnibus, which is the, like the giant oversized hardcover volumes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are amazing. I love those. Like, I always tried with, with the long running shows, I always want to buy those. But they only come out when the whole thing is finished most of the time. Yeah. Um, I know the, uh, the creator that passed away. A year or two ago that was uh his his title was berserk mm, and yeah of course was putting it out and then he passed away so the story is obviously not finished but uh you can buy the uh you can buy the omnibus the big mm -hmm. oversized oh. ver versions like in black leather um, yeah, I know those. I always bought those two years ago. The only reason I didn't was because I saw them in Oslo and didn't want to take them back with me in the plane. Oh, yeah. But you I would have bought them otherwise. You don't want to get charged that much. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I already, I already bought way too much there anyway. Like, my backpack was full of stuff. Also books. Like I tend to, I, I actually only buy books when I'm when I'm not in the country because here most books you get are obviously in German and I, I hate that. Like I, I know people say German is the language of the poets, but I'm just I'm more comfortable with reading books in English because sometimes there's mistranslations or something like that, and I yeah I'm not taking that risk. I want the original product as intended. So. English books all the time, and I'm not I'm not capable of speaking Japanese yet, so I still have to buy my manga in English as well. But everything I, on time. I only know a couple of words in German, so I wouldn't be able to read a comic book in German. Yeah, no, it's it's not worth it. <laughs> Although I do have, I do have an Italian version of uh, a Green Lantern number one. That was put out by Panani Press just because I loved the cover so much. But it was an import, yes, so it cost me twenty-five bucks a piece for like two, three dollar oh, books. Crap. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes overseas they have other covers than uh, than you do. Oh yeah, like I had never I had never seen this cover before, uh, and it was you know specifically for you know the Italian audience. So I'm like, I go, this cover is like the best cover I've ever seen on a Green Lantern book in my life. So, I mean, if you're a collector, then... Well, I figured what I could do is I could buy two of them for 50 and then I could probably sell one of them. Uh, apparently, nobody wanted to buy a comic that they couldn't read because they weren't Italian. You, you, you should have just found someone who wants to read it and also speaks Italian. I, I tried. It didn't work, so I still have two copies. Uh, Do people not speak Italian in the U.S.? 
Um, only the bad words. Only the bad words, of course. <laughs> unless unless they're like immigrants from Italy, then obviously they they, they speak fluently. Well, I don't blame you. No one speaks Italian here either. Oh, okay, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> and then you get Chad Spencer here, which is kind of like the underboss trying to get out of the wasteland by any means possible. By carrying Yeah, he's, he, he's our uh, second antagonist. And uh, yeah, as you said, he's, uh, he, he's the, what would you call it? King of the wastelands, let's call him that. And he wants to get out of that position. He absolutely despises it. Uh, he was also fun to decide to design because I only got the name from Dave, uh, but that was enough. Like, okay, Chad Spencer. What the fuck is a Chad Spencer? That line even made it into the book, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a big, tall, blonde douche, basically. With some glasses added in because I really like that. I mean, it, it makes sense because yeah. usually, anytime I've run into anybody who's who was named Chad, they're very bougie and uppity and and cocky and full of douchebaggery. So, <laughs> yeah. but I, I had really fun drawing him actually because first he is the most prevalent dude in the book. So as you as you told me earlier, like most of the things I do is uh, boobies, boobies, boobies. Um, guilty as charged. So I had real fun drawing him because he was a guy, uh, and also his snarky attitude and what an asshole he is. It was it was just uh, fun putting him into scenarios, and testing things out with him. I my my male anatomy has been getting a bit weak anyway, so. Chad Spencer is, uh, has a special place in my in my progression as an artist. He's not the only male character in the book, <laughs> but he's the, he's the most uh, present one. And for him also, I did I did all the colors, despite um, the book being in black and white. I just wanted to do some colors on him. I really like the like the idea of him with the green. I don't know why it was just the first color that popped into my head when Dave told me Chad Spencer, second bad guy, complete douche. Hmm. He looks like some. Uh, he sounds like someone who would wear green. I don't know yeah. if that's prejudice or not. No. But may maybe down the line, if Dave allows it and pays me for it, I will do a colored version. <laughs> Should just not let my let the work on the color palettes go to waste. And but, off to the right, there's a uh, New Mutants homage cover based on the first appearance of Cable. Ooh, you you know a lot more history on that than I do. Like I said, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just young. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Maybe both. Yeah, we did. We did so many X Men homages, or especially to Marvel, that sometimes people kept complaining about it. 
Like we had, we had one person say that uh, Broke uses ripoff Wolverine claws, which is like, I mean, they're not wrong. What's the problem? It, it's hand they're spikes. They're they're not exactly. they're not claws coming out of her. Exactly. They're like brass nuts with spikes on them. And we had someone complain that the name Rogue is confusing because because of Rogue from X Men. Like, is is that an X Men comic or no? It's like if this was based on Rogue from the X Men, you would have already received thirty cease and desist letters from Disney. <laughs> Basically, yes. But uh, those let's call them allegations for lack of a better word. Like the, the bunch of X Men covers probably didn't help that impression. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dave, Dave himself is a real, sorry, he's a real comic geek like you, so he knows a lot of bunch, uh, a bunch of stuff. He grew up with that, so the whole idea behind the comic is, um, or the incident behind the comic is that he just one day decided to just make one himself because he's just just such a big fan of reading comic books and he always buys them regularly yeah and you can, and you, can you can tell from the the subject matter oh my god what is it there is a bat in my house oh i had that happen to me two years ago there's nothing you can do about it but open the yeah. win open the window and hope it leaves i can't i'm in a wheelchair Ah, Jesus, sorry. So I'm going to have to, uh, unfortunately, probably cut this short because I have to get out of here before I get bit. What is, what is it doing? Is it, is it, it on the ceiling? It's flying insanely all around the room. Yeah, that sounds very familiar. Yeah, I, gotta, I, I unfortunately have to go. <laughs> I understand that. But go back the book and, <laughs> oh, man, this is terrible timing. Thanks for coming on, and uh, I'll talk to you Thank again. Thank you for having me. Whoa! We'll do something else soon. We'll wrap this up another time. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, be careful. I'm trying.